This is the FCS Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe I am your host, Joe DeLeon, joined as always by... Sean Anderson, yeah. I, I, I like this one better. It's good stuff. What, what do you mean, this your, one? Your little in, your intro. This is take two. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, breaking down kayfabe. Oh, th- th- thank you for t- pointing out that it was take uh, two. Uh, taking you we... behind the curtains also. Oh, dear, yeah. Are you testing <laughs> out some, some country accents before the show also? <laughs> No, it was not. Twice you did. You said, you said, let's roll. And then, I can't and have a little fun with And it. then imitating me yeah, for some have. reason. I, I already forgot the well, you're what you the, said. You're, but yeah. it was, I was imitating you. Are you testing it? Testing what? The accent? Yeah. yeah no, just I was just having some fun with it. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're having fun today. Yeah. Because you weren't having fun last night. I was not having fun last when night. When we saw uh, the greatest movie of all time. You thought that was the greatest movie? I don't of all know. Time. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. So Sean and I last night. I, I, saw... You're not gonna. You just we're just gonna give the over because I know you. You think we're gonna spoil something? You better not. Okay, we won't spoil or we'll, anything. Or we'll that's for a different over. time and a different day. We're a minute twenty-two in. We're not. We're not doing that. Okay. Right, sorry, we're not I'm gonna spoil saying... it. Can I say the title of the movie? Yeah, sure. Well, we saw Avengers Endgame, and Sean and I had very differing opinions on what I, we thought of the movie. I liked it. Joe's a spoiled brat. Yeah, I didn't um, like it. So we're not. We don't want to spoil anything for get anyone because we're not those type of people. But we got a lot to talk about though today, Sean. Oh, well, let me see the notes here. There's a lot to talk about today because, folks, if you recall, oh, yeah. the NFL draft happened this past weekend. I did nothing but watch it. Could not find me anywhere else because all I was doing was sitting and watching the NFL draft. And we had a bunch of very interesting guys from the FCS get drafted. I believe it was 10 guys that ended up getting drafted. And while they were not as many as some people had projected, we still had some pretty surprising jumps. And that first one that we have on this list, and Sean and I were both pretty aghast when it happened. And that was Titus Howard from Alabama State. Aghast. Aghast. That's Wrong a good word. word. Wrong word. What? Juiced up. Excited. Fine. I was aghast. I was excited, but I was I was very surprised that Titus Howard went as early as he did in the first round because everything we were reading up until then and every projection we got was saying that he was going to be probably a third rounder. But his his talent his talent was recognized and he ended up getting taken with the 23rd pick by the Houston Texans. So the big man from Alabama State is going to be protecting Deshaun Watson's blindside. My source called it. He said he was he said he's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. If you uh, want to tune back into Episode one, you'll hear Sean being right about about that, and then uh, you weren't right about that. I wasn't Someone wrong. gave you the information. Well, like, about he gave that. me the, he gave me the skinny. Okay, that's what I get. I we get had an inside source, and then uh, oh, dude, I mean, we'll, we'll run down here. But are you as steamed up for this pairing in Los Angeles? I am as incredibly I am? excited, I mean, and I tweeted it out too. Ooh, yeah, I mean, Nasir Adderley from Delaware got drafted in the second round with the 60th pick. Uh, to the Los Angeles Chargers. The safety is going to be now paired up next to Derwin James. I think that's a perfect pairing because Derwin James is your modern-day safety. You can put him down in the box. You can Heck, he's even rushed the passer. He's recorded sacks. Um, he's very athletic. He's rangy. He's a good tackler. And then next to him, you get to pair him with Nasir Adderley, who has great ball skills and who's a ball-hawking safety. So now you have two perfect sides to your defensive backfield. And honestly, that team got so good from this draft. That's a great pick. They That's also got Jerry Tillery pick. from Notre Dame on their defensive line. Oh so that, that whole... Who? D- Jerry Tillery. From where? Notre Dame. What? Notre Dame. 
Don't do this to me right now. Sorry, Hannah. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Sean likes to, to bust my chops well, on you that. Got some, well, you got some uh, licks coming in yeah. to earlier today when you were talking about TTU. TTU? Tennessee Tech. You know, oh, Tennessee sure, Tech. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to get to that today, yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. It's we'll, a little foreshadowing. Yeah, we have uh, our previews coming up. And, uh, Notre Dame stinks. Uh, screw you. Nice. <laughs> so we're not going go <laughs> to go I hope that's the soundbite that Believe uses for their um <laughs> for the little Twitter picture. <laughs> I, always, <laughs> I always think to myself, yeah, just, just Notre Dame it. stinks. Screw you. <laughs> if they don't use that soundbite, I'm going to go in and make my own. You want to... <laughs> Because I know how to do it, and you've seen me do it. I've I'm, seen you do it. Yeah, I made the Can you the, make the, the, the audio, <laughs> uh, video, and after effects. It's not that complicated. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm gonna do, I'll, I will make my own that just says, Notre Dame stinks, and then screw you. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad we got that, <laughs> we <got> that going. <laughs> so we're not going to go into full depth on all these guys, but we'll, we'll read through the other couple ones. And then this one was a little bit surprising, but Quincy Williams from Jacksonville – oh, sorry, from Murray State got taken by the Jacksonville Jaguars – in the third round, 90th overall. That was a lot higher than people were projecting him to go, but he was the third FCS player to get drafted. His strong safety, he's 5'10 and some change. And he was the uh, the fourth, buddy, because your boy, Kalen Saunders, oh, went to the Chiefs in the third round uh, at the 84th pick. From now, that one, that one made sense, the Kalen Saunders one, and is that not a, another great addition and a perfect Him and Chris fit? Jones, yeah. Yep, yep. and then I'm going to – uh, double back on you, like we're playing Uno here. I'm gonna go right to Easton Stick, who got the reverse a card drafted. <laughs> well, I just I didn't get to point out though the thing about Quincy oh, Williams. Sorry, so Quincy Williams, Quincy Williams, if you didn't know, is the brother of the top three overall pick, Quinnen Williams. Bless you. From, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the greatest? It's the thing greatest. Ever? Okay, so we also do a show called Get to the Point. You can follow us on anywhere you want if you do like this. That will be our opening sounder yes. for tomorrow's yes. show when we, we recap the entire draft. We will not be leaving out the FCS players no. because we have now grown attached to them. Uh, we will be uh, working them into the mix more frequently, but just the Quinn and Williams, I've already decided, is going to be our sound, soundbite opener. But that's still pretty interesting, though. We have an FCS product that was brothers of a top – 10 pick and one of the most talented people in this year's draft. So, Sean, who's next on our list, though, that got drafted? Easton Stick, the quarterback from North Dakota State, who we um, who we said we, we didn't know where he was going to go in the draft. Yeah. We, we were skeptical, but we didn't know how high or how low. Um, the Chargers took him in the fifth round, 166th pick. I Yeah, I think that's pretty... That's a pretty good day. Yeah, that's a pretty good range. They were saying in that in that fourth to sixth round range for him, and he landed in another favorable situation because he was considered to be a stash and store type of player. He's a little bit undersized, six foot one, two twenty, but he he's quick. He's an incredible leader. That was the only thing that I kept hearing from multiple sources. Sources was his, was his leadership capabilities. So now he's going to. The San Diego, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers, not San Diego, no. Los Angeles Chargers, and he's a great developmental player because if he pans out, he could be a starter in this league, or he'll be a pretty decent backup or third string quarterback. And then you know, just kind of the last guy we have on here though, um, and I'll read through the rest of the list is Drew Forbes from Southeast Missouri, who's a guard, he got taken by the Cleveland Browns, and he was another guy that was a little bit of a surprise that jumped up draft boards a little bit. What do you mean that you're not really him? reading through them. You're giving a little. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you said you're going to read through them. We still got about six or seven here. <laughs> Are you trying to save time? What are we doing here, guy? No, I'm not saving time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Ole Udo. 
Yes. Went right next uh, to the Vikings. Uh, sixth round, 193rd pick. The Elon offensive tackle was also drafted. So the, the final pieces of this list, though, Jordan Brown, South Dakota State, Daryl Johnson, North Carolina A&T. Oh, sorry. Jordan Brown went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Daryl Johnson went to the Buffalo Bills. Jimmy Moreland from James Madison ended up with the Washington Redskins, who was Sean's, one of Sean's teams. It's a hometown team. Yeah, hometown team. And then Caden Ellis. God, I'm doing a horrible job reading this. Was Quinn Bell was taken in the seventh round by the Oakland Raiders. Caden Ellis, seventh round, New Orleans Saints. And then last FCS player getting drafted was Joshua Mills, seventh round to the Arizona Cardinals. So a pretty decent haul there, right? Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. Joshua Miles to the Cardinals. Joshua Miles. Did I say Mills? Yeah, you said Mills. God. God. Meek Mills. (laughs) Meek Mill. (laughs) No one gets it. No one gets it. Uh, Robert Kraft. Kraft. We can't do Kraft like Gresh. So who do you think will contribute the earliest out of this group, Sean? Um, I think that with... I think it's probably going to be Saunders uh, going to the Chiefs. I think the infrastructure there is built for big athletic D tackles. I think him working with Chris Jones, who's going to be, I believe, an all-pro defensive tackle next year, it'll help him grow. I think that Kansas City's always had a strong front seven. I think he's probably going to be the biggest quick impact guy uh, long-term. I'd say it's probably going to be Adderley. But uh, who's going to contribute the most? Saunders. I'd say my guy early on that's going to contribute the most is definitely going to be Titus Howard. He was taken in the first round for a reason. He's going to get a lot of snaps protecting Deshaun Watson. And then, like you said, though, I think the guy that's going to last the longest in this list is is ultimately going to be Nasir Adderley. He has those skills. He's going to fit nicely in a young team, and they're just going to keep getting better with that whole unit being together for a long period of time. So in today's episode... Sean and I are continuing our preview series in which we preview the FCS conferences. So this week we have... It's a preview. It's a preview. Not a review. It's a preview. Not a view. Not a view. Okay. Not a regular view. We're off the rails here. That's my fault. We're going to be doing doing the Ohio Valley Conference. Yes, everything is always (laughs) your fault, It wasn't even a good bit. No, it wasn't. (laughs) The Ohio Valley Conference and then also the SWAC Conference conference so to get things started off we're going to roll through last year's standings and there were actually two teams that made the fcs playoff from the ohio valley one of the more underrated that thanks for hitting the whip there (laughs) one of the more underrated conferences in the fcs jacksonville state was at the top (laughs) at seven and one in conference and then nine and four on the regular season but they ended up losing the second round 34-28 34-28 to 28 to Maine. You have the rundown, buddy. This We, no, we no, agreed no, no, on no, it no, last no, no, week. Okay. Last week we agreed no, we, didn't. we would do the okay. separate full rundown. Okay. Sorry. Southeast there Missouri, 9-4, 6-2 yeah. in conference. Lost to Weber State in the second round, 28-14. Murray State ended up being 5-6, five 5-3 and five and in conference. Tennessee State, 4-5, 3-4 in conference. Austin P 5-6. Three and five in the Ohio Valley, Eastern Illinois three and six, and then three and five in Ohio Valley Conference. UT Martin twenty nine, sorry two and nine, and then two and six in conference. And then lastly, 
Sean's father's alma mater. Tennessee Tech comes in at one in ten last year, one in seven in conference. We'll get right back on that horse. How were they when your dad was there? I'm not scared. Uh, You're not scared. I don't know. He he doesn't talk about it much. I don't know if they were that good. All right. So right now we're gonna take a quick look into some of the best returning players that their eye that that we need to really eye and pay attention to next season. So the first guy right off the bat had an incredible performance last year and he was an All-American because of it. Zarek Cooper from Jacksonville State, 3,416 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, and he came from Clemson. It's a big year. Yeah. He was buried in the depth chart in Clemson, left to and went to Jacksonville State because Dabo Swinney had Sweeney, Sweeney, Sweeney had a connection with the head coach at Jacksonville State and he hooked him up there, sent him there to a great opportunity and he just lit things up statistically. Well, it's not hard to light things up when you have Josh Pearson, uh, f- another returning player, a uh, wide receiver from Jacksonville State, uh, on your same team. He had 67 catches last year, 1,123 yards and 17 touchdowns. The first team All-American will be returning. Jacksonville State, it, it, that's going to be a good-looking team next year. The 17 touchdowns not just not an incredible number? That That is insane to think that he had 17 touchdowns on the season. You know, I just said it, but I didn't really process it. That's 17 touchdowns. 17 guys. touchdowns. That's more games than they played. 17 touchdowns. So that incredible pairing is really going to carry a lot of weight next season. And another Jacksonville State player is Trey Berry. 32 receptions, 503 yards, and one touchdown. He's a tight end at Jacksonville State. And he's not exactly an elite receiving guy, but we've seen him be able to do both very well at a high level. And he's also a great option for Cooper whenever he needs him. Uh, Yeah, another returner that I really uh, look forward to seeing is the offensive tackle, uh, Chidi Okiki. uh, LSU transferred for uh, Tennessee State. Big frame, good feet. Uh, you want to see him put on another good year tape uh, for him. He's from Nigeria. How interesting yeah. is that? That's pretty interesting, Joe. I did. You, you don't see that often. A lot of guys coming from other countries to come play college football. Right after Okeke, we have Jason Williams from Austin P. 14 tackles for loss, 44 tackles, four and a half sacks. So, heck of a downhill player for him, and he's getting a lot of leakage into the backfield and making a lot of tackles for loss. Jason with an AI. Yeah, that don't um, sounds like an Austin yeah. P guy to me. I don't know who 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 would spell their kid's name like that. Someone that goes to Austin P. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> What's your your qualm with Austin P? Their Tennessee Tech rival. <laughs> oh, that's why. Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah. Oh, Notre Dame oh, is really good. Oh, Joe. I don't. Root, I'm Joe. My I don't. Dad with the Notre I don't Dame. root. Oh, I don't oh. root for a college football team. I'm Sean. Uh-huh. I, I, I pick 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 a side already. Now, you know you know who my favorite football team is in college football now? Who? University of Southern California. How about that? Oh, you. Ass. Nice. Right. Uh, what do we say? We make it one show. <laughs> Go Trojans. All right, fine. Go. Where are we? Oh, after the Austin P. Uh, defensive lineman Aaron Patrick from Eastern Kentucky is going to be returning for them. He had 11 and a half tackles for losses, uh, seven sacks, and 52 tackles as a defensive lineman. 52. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good season. He's going to be returning for him. Expect a pretty good, uh, pretty big year out of him. Our one linebacker on the list is Zach Hall from Southeast Missouri. 101 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, and two sacks. That's a lot of tackles to be racking up with 101. And, of course, with those types of numbers, he was a first-team All-American. 
now if we're going to transition right into the defensive backs, Bedarius Knighton from Southeast Missouri. Is that not the most complicated name <laughs> to pronounce? <laughs> Bedarius? Yeah. It's just an interesting name. How many times has our audio professor gotten DeLeon wrong? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. A, a lot. So, yeah. Pocket yeah. on the kettle black there. Oh. All right. What? <laughs> DeJour Nesbitt. Can I get to his stats? Set. No, you can't. <laughs> Knighton had 88 <laughs> tackles, a tackle for loss, <laughs> 10 pass defended in a pick last year. He's a good corner. He's a good defensive back. DeJour Nesbitt <laughs> from Tennessee State, 58 tackles, 4 interceptions, 11 pass defense. Heck of a guy in man-to-man situations and also great ball skills for him. We see that with his four interceptions. Uh, and then wrapping up the players to watch, Leotis Moore the third from Eastern Kentucky. 48 tackles, six tackles for loss, five interceptions, and ten passes defended. That's a lot of tackles for loss and then also a heck of a lot of interceptions, too, to go along with it. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. You know what? I'm saying it right now. I know it's going to be a transition. He's my player to watch. So next that year. answers Sean. Our next question is who is your player to watch? That is Shades of Derwin James. Shades I of Derwin. I love myself some Derwin James. Okay. My player to watch is Zarek Cooper. Obviously, hot take. he was. What do you mean, hot Sorry, take? Nothing, Screw nothing. you. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Zarek, Zarek Cooper was. No, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Zarek Cooper was electric on offense for them last year after he came from, came from Clemson to Jacksonville State. He's only going to get better. He's got a couple of his pieces returning, particularly Josh Pearson. So his stats are only going to get better. Sean, who are you projecting to win the conference next season? You know, normally I like to to really look at depth and see what teams could actually break out, recruiting classes, all that stuff. Uh, but it's going to be really hard to take down Jacksonville State with um, with Cooper and with with Pearson coming back. That's just too dynamic. I think Jacksonville State's going to take it. Yeah, I'm picking Jacksonville State again. And I know that we had Southeast Missouri make the playoff and be just one win away. My only thing that I have here is that if you have a good quarterback in the FCS and you have good quarterback play and you have a quarterback that has good receiving options, that ultimately makes your team a million times better than the other teams around you and that you're facing up against. So it's going to be very tough to stop Cooper and Pearson next season in 2019. So, Sean, we got the swack now that we're going to be previewing. Why don't you take us through this very large conference? To recap uh, last year's standings from the East, Alcorn State took the East at 9-4 and four, uh, on the year, 6-1 and one in conference. Behind them was Alabama A&M, 6-5 on the year, 5-2 and two in conference. Uh, following that is Jackson State, 5-5 five and five on the year, clean even. Uh, four and three in conference. Alabama State uh, followed suit. Four and seven on the year. Three and four in conference. And then bringing up the rear is Mississippi Valley State. One and ten on the year. One and six in conference. Alcorn State uh, won the East last year. And then the West Southern took it uh, with a seven and four record. Six and one in conference. Grambling State behind them. Six and five on the year. Four and three in conference. Prairie View A and M five and six on the year. Four and three in conference. Texas Southern, 2-9 on the year, 1-6 on conference. And University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, 2-9 overall, 1-6 in conference. Now say all those teams and their records 10 times fast. Oh, was that too slow? No, no. Oh, was, no that was, up, was that not up to par, Joe? No, I'm just saying that's a lot oh, yeah. to say. <laughs> that's a lot to say in a row, which is why I wanted to alternate things. But, you know. You know just, no, no, no. <laughs> because we had made a decision last week. We made the decision. You made that decision. Our first impact player, Noah Johnson from Alcorn State. He was 2018 SWAC Offensive Player of the Year. 
and he was also all-conference for the SWAC, 2,207 yards, 15 touchdowns, and rushed for a pretty astounding 1,080 yards along with 11 touchdowns. So a dual-threat guy. He is probably a little bit better of a runner than he is a passer, but still great capability to do both things. He can lean on his legs, and he can also lean on his arm and be a dual threat. And if you want to talk about dual threat, let's talk about Deshaun Waller, uh, running back from Alcorn State that he has right behind him. Uh, Stats FCS, All-American third team, HBCU All-American, SWAC Newcomer of the Year. Last year he had uh, 1,215 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns. This dude's a load, and he's quick, Joe. Right at coming up next behind him. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> All right, it's Taylor Porter, running back, University of Arkansas wait, 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 at Pine Bluff. Get wait, wait, a breather there, Joe. Wait, First wait. team all swack. He had 1,220 yards on the ground, nine touchdowns. Even though Arkansas Pine Bluff finished last, they do have a couple really good key returners. Another first-team all-swack guy, Dewan Miller, wide receiver for University of Arkansas at PB. Are you just naming all First team, 56 catches, 801 yards and six touchdowns. That's a pretty good duo right there. Joe with the red face matching his shirt right now. I'll let him take over from here. Jodicky Harris, offensive lineman at Southern University. He was a first-team all-swag guy in a big dude, big six frame. foot seven. Yeah, huge frame, 315 pounds, and was a pretty good guy along their offensive line last That's year. That's what we call a first-off-the-bus guy. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Kevin Hall, first-team all-swag, 6'6", 290. Uh, offensive lineman for Alcorn State. And then finally, the last guy we have on our list, not a lot of defensive guys. Oh, no, wait, we do. That is not the last person on our list. Terry Whittington. So my apologies that Sean does not know how to format a Word document. You have, you have your half of the Word document. I have my half. No, you just <laughs> – does anyone know how to format a Word document? You know, does anyone? Can that be the – okay, that might have to be the, the, the <laughs> tweet. <laughs> does anybody know how to format a <laughs> Do you think God, the, we're the, off the rails? Do you here. think the charity stripe has lines like that? <laughs> no, <laughs> dropping that stuff. What about the dudes from uh, Villanova? Do you think they're no. ever off the rails like that? No. Terry Whittingham, defensive lineman from Alcorn State, another first team guy, nine sacks, and then get this: fourteen and a half tackles for loss, a lot of tackles for loss from an incredible defensive lineman in Whittingham, Winnington. Arkansas Pine Bluff, another first-team all-swack player. Jalen Stewart, the defensive lineman, recorded 16 tackles for losses and seven sacks. It's good to see him coming back on that team next year. A teammate of Titus Howard, Armani Holloway, first-team all-swack. Again, 108 tackles for the linebacker, seven tackles for loss, and two and a half sacks for Holloway. Another guy that's just racking up tackles left and right. And filling up the uh, another tally for the Alcorn State board is defensive back Javen Morrison, first team all swag, four picks last year, really long DB, good feet too. I mean, he can he can run with any receiver in the conference. Finally, the last guy we have on here is Anthony Parker, defensive back, Prairie View A and M. In the last season, he had three interceptions and nine pass breakups. A guy that has great ball skills and capabilities to break up passes in one-on-one situations. So, Sean, who is going to be your player to watch? My player of the year, or to watch, uh, is going to be Dewan Miller, a wide receiver from the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. He was only a freshman last year. So this upcoming year is a sophomore season. I think he's just going to explode even more. I think he's going to eclipse 1,000 yards receiving. I think he's going to eclipse 10 touchdowns receiving. 
I think you I think he'll probably get up to 70 catches also. He's my player to watch this next year. My guy's just going to be Deshaun Waller and I think that 1200 rushing yards is a big deal in college football if you're able to put up those types of stats. He's going to be leaned on heavily next year for Alcorn State and that team is returning a lot of key players that we just read off of this list. And for that reason, I think Alcorn State is definitely the favorite to win the SWAC next year. Sean, who, who who are you considering? It would be Alcorn State in the East, and then the West, I'm taking Grambling State. Okay. So that is actually the remainder of our previews. And before we take our Twitter questions, Sean and I actually finished up spring ball this oh. past Saturday. We had the spring game at Narragansett High School because of renovations to the stadium, Mead Stadium here at the University of Rhode Island. So, Sean, what was your experience like during the spring ball? Uh, tiring, just like every spring game. I mean, I think every offensive line across the country experiences the, the graduation of offensive linemen, and then during the spring you get a little battered up, and then in the spring they don't want to push the guys to come back, and it's not like you're playing a game, so you're going to let them be a little more uh, easy with their injuries and heal up and get ready for the upcoming season. Obviously, everyone wants to get their reps in, but still, if you're an offensive lineman that goes down, they're not going to push you and makes and possibly make something worse for the season. So down down numbers a bit. Good amount of plays. It's a pretty good spring game, though. How would you How would you rate yourself on your performance? I think it was my best spring game personally. Okay. Um, myself like a I don't know, seven out of ten. Technique, that's a, that's yeah, a fair. That's well, just because of the yeah. execution. Technique still needs to be better all 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 around the board, but execution, not giving up any sacks. I'm pretty happy with myself. But yeah, I had one a, pressure. Yeah, I had a pretty eventful spring game. Yeah, Joe, you're out. You're out there a lot. Yeah, the offense was stalling out a little bit. So I, the rule was that we were going to cap things at six punts. So the first quarter we punted six times, and then uh, we had this interesting little thing go on where I had to run out there, and then it was just me and Perry, our punter. That was it. It was it. It was just me and him, and then we, he would kick the ball, and Amir would catch it, and it was done. Why didn't you just sprint every time? That would have made <laughs> I me was so the, happy. I didn't you, want to look like a tool. I would, have just, like a, I would have looked like such a tryout <laughs> if I just sprinted down and lit up whoever was catching <laughs> If you had tried to tackle Amir every time, dude, that would have been the most entertaining thing of the game, is can the long snapper tackle the <laughs> what, returner one-on-one? -on -one? What, what I said to Perry <laughs> was... If we have to do enough, this was like only on like the the tenth one. We did maybe like like eighteen of them, but on the tenth one, I said to Perry, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna snap it to you, and then I'm gonna run a five yard out, and you're gonna hit me, and I'm gonna run up the sideline." And and he didn't want to do it, but That's so funny. How mad do you think, you Coach Fleming? Flem <laughs> wouldn't know who to yell at. He'd look to the special teams coordinator. And we don't tried, have one. And he, <laughs> then he realized, oh, we don't have one. Joe DeLeon is basically our special teams coordinator. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to go light him up. <laughs> oh, I, I would have done it for the content. You know who told me today that he got a, good, a lot of good content from me? Stone Freeman's like, oh, I got a, I got a lot of videos of you long snapping. I'm going to put something together. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the show. I That's was the stuff. show. The offense wasn't doing anything, so I became the show. That's was, good stuff, you know, my snaps were on point. It was a very high-pressure situation, though. Okay, can we? Can, do you want me to address this? What, the Twitter, the Twitter question? question before we answer it? Uh, what do you want to address about it? I, eh, I mean, FCS Radio has been a really good follow mm -hmm. for me and you, and they've been interactive They've with been us. very supportive. They've been very supportive, very good. 
what are we going for here? And maybe it's because we're East Coasters. And <laughs> Is it because you don't know big words? No, no, no. I know more big words than you. We know that for a I fact. I know more big I'm the, words than I'm you. I'm the human thesaurus, and you're the no, human you're calculator, you're Mr. Robot. You didn't know okay. what aberration Can you, meant. I, you didn't know what it meant either. You had to look it up. <laughs> I keep I, on saying I screw you, but I've said it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I know what aberration means and arboration means. And this... Aberration. What about Arboretum? Arboretum, that's where the trees are stored. <laughs> <laughs> I think Arboration is, is that, that's something with trees. But, um, okay, so let's read this out loud right now. From FCS Radio on Twitter. Follow them, uh, if you please. Was 2017 or 2018 the aberration for Austin P? Uh, it's a pretty straightforward question. You're just an, an idiot. You had to look it up, too. I looked it up, but I was able to analyze it. And once I explained to you what aberration meant, you're like, huh? Why can't you just give us a straightforward question, uh, FBS, FCS Radio? We, we trusted. They thought they, that we were smarter than we actually are. We're not. <laughs> Sean and I are probably at like no, a no, third no. grade I think lead, they're trying to lead on that. No, no. I think they're trying to lead on that they're smarter than they actually are. I think we're both in the – they think that we're smarter, so they're trying to, to level up. Just talk to us in layman's terms. Okay, so the, basically the question is asking who, or not who, which year was the different year that from what was previously set by Austin Peavy that, that differed from the trends that, that, that we were seeing from Austin Peavy. And for a very long time, for a very long stretch, Austin Peavy was like 0-11, 1-11, 1-10, not doing well. And out of nowhere in 2017, they ended up 9-4 and four in the Ohio Valley Conference. They made the playoff. They had the best record. And they ended up, I think they won their first game in the, the FCS playoff. But last season, they didn't end up making the playoff after a really high, you know, high record the previous year. They were only 5-4, and four, no, 5-6 and six rather, and 3-5 and five in conference. So if I were to answer that question, I think that the 2017 season, was a little bit more astounding and a little bit more differing from the, the trends that we saw because they were able to put it all together and have a standout performance. Last season was just a little bit of a dip and a little bit of a drop, and now their head coach is gone. So I think that 2017 for me was probably that year. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't nine wins in 2017, I would probably call it an outlier and go with 2018. But yeah. nine wins is nine wins. So I'll also go with 2017. All right, well, that is going to be it for us, folks. If you do wish to send us Twitter questions for next week's episode, dumb, dumb them down. <laughs> dumb them down. <laughs> Make sure to reach out to Sean and I on Twitter, though, if you do want to give us a question, at Joe DeLeon. At SKAnderson29. I am in the process of fixing it, but some buffoon still has it with an egg profile, no picture, zero following, zero followers. Also, what a loser. Also, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you can listen to a podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. Also, follow Believe on social media at Believe Podcasts. And also, go to Believe.com and check out some of the other great podcasts that are out there. As Dennis Reynolds stated, I'm a five-star man. I'm a five-star man. Rate us on iTunes. Give us a rating. We are five-star Yeah, we only have one rating. Give us... Give us a rating already. Even if you did hate you not, us. Did you not rate us? I I did I not. I never rated us either. No, I did God, not. So I, who rated us? I don't know. 
I will. We appreciate the one. I mean, even if you hate us and you think Sean and I are buffoons, just rate us that way. Just give us some type it of feedback. It helps nobody for us to be stagnant. If we're if we're not good, it's better for believe to to know that we're not good. And <laughs> Why? So they can cut us. Yes, I mean honestly, it's for, if it's for the good of the company. Uh, I look at it as a, as a team sport. Well, that's, just give us a rating. If you dark. like us, leave us a five star, th- four star, three star. If you don't like us, one star. Don't just not leave a rating. Give us yeah. a one star, something like that. But subscribe and also interact with Sean and I on Twitter. Also, if you're interested in advertising, be sure to reach out to those at Believe by going to Believe.com on the contact page. And that is going to be it for us. I'm Joe DeLeon. This is the last episode. I'm going to let it slide before I start coming after the Penny Pinchers, Joe. We're going to <laughs> get some We're going to get some sponsors coming in, in to Believe, okay. all right? I'm Sean right. Anderson. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.